This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. I am so amped up today. I had such a great day. I hope you did too, or you're going to, depending on when you are listening to this. The Ascension Challenge in itself is just so activating. It puts me in such a good mood. I am having so much fun with it. If you haven't joined, it's towards the end, but it's not too late. You could get in before the big Q&A call, which is happening soon, which I'm so excited about. At the very least, check out all of the channeled videos on YouTube because there are some powerful messages in there. They're just so activating. You'll notice a huge frequency shift. One of the things that came through in one of the messages was paying attention to all the content we consume. And I notice a huge, huge difference. I'm super picky about the movies I watch, the podcasts I listen to, the music I listen to. You might not notice how much it affects you until you Just wipe the slate clean or really take out the things that put you in a lower vibrational state. It's one of the best things you can do to help yourself shift your frequency is just really pay attention to what's in your environment and all the content that you're consuming, which is why I love to share, you know, different movies and podcasts and different pieces of content that I personally like. Like you probably see me post that in my weekly newsletters with all my favorites. And that's also why I like to give shout outs to some of my favorite shows on this podcast, including my friend Jessica Zweig, her podcast, Simply Be. Make sure you check it out if you haven't already. Jess is magical. She is a branding expert. And if you haven't already checked out her show and you love all things business, self-development, branding, marketing, but also consciousness, spiritual growth, and authenticity, then you will love her show. Just search Simply Be on Apple Podcasts and you'll find her show. She is a true gem and really, really knows her stuff. She also has a book coming out soon, which I'm super excited about. And the first time I ever met Jess was on a Zoom call and it was like a group Zoom call. And afterward, I mean, I just loved her energy. I'm such an energy person, obviously. And I messaged her after and I was just like, look, I know we don't really know each other, but I can tell you're going through a massive upgrade in the best way spiritually. And she was like, yes, I am. (laughs) I am. Oh, man. I love it when I can see that. And I think, you know, especially recently, so many people have been going through such big upgrades. And speaking of upgrades as you might have already been experiencing your intuitive abilities opening up. I am so excited because my psychic development course is officially out, open for enrollment. This course is jam-packed. It is one of my proudest creations. There are 40 video lessons inside, five guided meditation activations to open up your intuitive gifts, PDFs that go along with the different processes and information, in the lessons, 
access to three free months of the Channel Collective and a bunch of other exclusive goodies. This is the course I wish I had when I was opening up my gifts and I teach you all about developing your clear senses, your psychic senses, protection, boundaries, clearing yourself in spaces, connecting with archangels, ascended masters, different spirit guides, grounding, portals, psychic tools. This course will activate you in big ways. It has been so cool to see my previous clients open up so much and get so many amazing downloads and channel such incredible information. And this is designed for anybody who wants to open up their psychic gifts. So if you feel like none of it's open, that's okay. You are intuitive. Everyone is intuitive. I will teach you exactly how to start opening up. If you feel like it's already coming through, but you need more training, more refinement, you want to go deeper, this is also for you. So if you want to learn more about everything that's included in the course, check out some testimonials. You can go to christinathechannel.com slash courses and just click on psychic development course and you will find all the details. Quick question. Did you know that you can get text messages from me? I am about to give you my number and all you have to do is send a text so that I have your number and then you will receive regular quick text messages from me with daily downloads from my guides, manifestation tips, and other little messages that will brighten your day. So if you want to text me, here is my number, 205-883-8280. You can opt out anytime, but I don't think you will want to. So again, that number is 205-883-8280. I am so excited to get your text. Developing my psychic gifts has helped me in so many ways in my personal life, life path, purpose, connection, my relationships, and of course, my business. I personally think that if you're not using your intuition in your business, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. And using my intuition in business is one of the ways I save a lot of time. It helps me take shortcuts. It helps me figure out what to spend more time on versus less time on. It also allows me to expand time and shift time. And I'm going to talk all about how I create more time in a day in this podcast. One of the most common questions I get asked is how I get so much done. People ask me all the time, all the time. And I did an Instagram post on this a while back and I got a huge response, so many comments, and a lot of people messaged me and asked me to do a podcast on this. So I thought, why not? I have been really excited to record this because I have a lot to say and I have a list of things to cover. You will probably want to take notes during this. If you are an entrepreneur, if you are multi-passionate, I would I would take some notes and see what gems you can you can pull out of this. I am certainly not perfect when it comes to time management. I think there is always room for improvement, but I know the things that I need to do if I want to get everything done that I want to get done. And if I don't do these things, I definitely feel the difference. And if I'm confident in anything, it's my ability to get a lot done. So when it comes to productivity hacks, I have a lot to say. It was interesting because when I started sharing on Instagram, things that I I would do in a day for my business, I started getting a lot of messages from people who were almost like shocked, I guess, at at everything I was doing. I think a lot of people didn't realize that I see one-on-one clients as well, which I'm moving out of. But I mean, if I look at 
the things that get done. Obviously, podcasting, content on Instagram, content on YouTube, content on my website. I have multiple courses. So there's No Bullshit Business School. There is Brain Rewiring Certification Program. There is the Psychic Development Course. There was the Pod Course. I also run the Podcast Connector. That's a whole other business. Then there's the membership and all of the content in there. And if you're in there, I mean, the Channel Collective alone is a lot of content. There are healing circles, intuitive guidance circles, and clients that I'm seeing throughout the days, throughout the weeks. Oh, and my beauty counter business. I feel like I'm forgetting things. No BS Biz School graduate program. There it is. The seven figure mastermind I have. And then my own personal appointments. I work with multiple mentors. I'm in multiple masterminds. And then all of my other projects that are going on, you know, like developing products and books and a high training. I've been working on that. It's like, I've just been in massive content creation mode for a while. In the last year, I have made so many courses, at least six. And these aren't like short courses. These are like big courses. So yeah, I'm just explaining this so you get a sense of how much I I do get done. I am not somebody who, although I would like to be, I would like to move toward this, who has everything that is like DIY and it's off my plate and done and I'm more marketing it. I am someone who is actively creating a lot at this current stage in the game. And I would also say I am definitely doing too much. I have been doing too much. And so I'm peeling it back, which I think is important to state because sometimes people compare and they feel like they should do more. No, I think, you know, ideally you do less, but I like to do things. I am a generator. And I think understanding my human design, I mean, we all know how obsessed I am with human design, but it really validated for me that it's okay that I enjoy working. Like I'm built for it. I have a lot of energy when I'm really excited about what I do. And I just don't think I'm ever going to be somebody who isn't always working on a lot of projects. I just think that's how I naturally am, but that's not how everyone is. And so that's why I think knowing your human design chart a bit is so helpful. And in No BS Biz School, this is why I teach my clients all about human design for business and at a very basic level, just understanding your energy type. I'm a generator, right? So I am built for a longer work day. And when I'm doing things that light me up, I have the energy for it. If my client's a projector and they're trying to work like me, that might not work. Most projectors, for example, feel better working maybe three to four hours a day and they actually work more effectively. They get more done. Their work is better. And so for someone who's built like that, it is great when we can design their schedule so that that happens. So I really think that following your design is key for getting more done, whatever it is. And it's very counterintuitive. I've, I've worked with a lot of clients on this and sometimes, you know, for projectors and manifestors and reflectors, but I've actually never had a business client who's a reflector. If you're a reflector, maybe you could be the first Almost all of my clients are MGs, most of them. But anyway, for my manifestors and projectors, sometimes they kind of resist letting themselves rest more. And then when they finally do, they realize that they actually get a lot more work done. They have far more energy to work much more efficiently in the time when they are working. They feel so much more inspired 
And so even if it feels counterintuitive, I find that working with your energy type, going with how you're built really, really helps you get more done in the day. Similarly, following your strategy. So I am here to respond. And so I always keep that in mind when I'm making business decisions, when I'm deciding what to do next. I am trying as best as I can to always live from a place of responding to the current energy, current situation, the signs, living in response instead of initiating has allowed me to get a lot more done as well. So I did just want to start off by explaining that because I just really strongly encourage everybody to get a human design reading to learn more about their human design. It's like a blueprint for your life and how to move through life. And you don't have to follow it, but it has been crucial for me on so many levels. Okay, so next thing, and I really hope you have pen and paper because there's a lot of good stuff. Okay, first thing is scheduling everything. I schedule everything in so that there is a place. This is for a few reasons. First of all, so that I'm not wasting time wondering when I'm doing what, but also so that I know that things are getting done because if I don't write down in my calendar when I'm doing something, then there is a piece of my brain that is stressed out about it because it feels like it doesn't know when it's going to get done. For me to be so productive and stay on top of a lot of things requires me to be present every single time I'm working on something. If my brain is somewhere else when I'm trying to work on something in front of me, I am really slow. I am not doing my best work. So I make sure I'm fully present to everything I'm doing. And scheduling everything in allows me to be fully present to what I am doing in the current moment because there isn't a piece of my brain that's wondering, well, when am I going to do that? Well, will I have enough time for this? In general, just getting things out of my head onto paper and lists and calendars and whatever it is really gives me more mental space to be present. But I schedule everything in and some people think it's crazy, but I don't care. It works for me and it allows me to be much more relaxed. And when I say everything, I mean literally everything. And if I'm doing anything social, if I'm spending time with friends, I schedule it in always. I live off of my Google Calendar. And here's what I want to say before I actually go any further, because I should have said this earlier. When it comes to being really productive, it is about working with time, making time work for you, and flipping time on its head. We all in the three-dimensional world have the same 24 hours, but we have a lot of tools we can use to expand that time, to shift that time, to relate to that time in a different way, and to get far more done. You can literally create more time in a day by working with time. And so all of these things that I do are ways that I make the most out of time and I expand time. So scheduling everything in, personal, work-related, this is when I'm working on this project, I have this meeting, I have date night here, I'm hanging out with this person here. It also allows me to see how crowded my week and weekend is. If things get way too crowded and I don't have any blank space, particularly on the weekends, then I know I need to take something out. But planning is everything. 
when I don't know what I'm doing ahead of time, I waste too much time trying to decide or trying to figure out when is that going to fit in and scheduling everything, making lists has totally changed the game for me. I used to not be that into Google Calendar and scheduling. And when I started doing that, that alone, I felt like I had like five more hours in a day. It was amazing. So yes, I schedule everything in and most of my friends do too. Like I have the kind of friends who were like, if we schedule a phone call or a hangout, it's, it's a Google calendar kind of thing. That's just the way it is. Organization is the key. And when I first started my business, actually for a while, I didn't schedule as much. I would just kind of you know, have my tasks that I needed to get done. And I felt like, oh, I have the whole day to do this. Nothing got done. I was so unproductive. I wasted a lot of time. And I always had that feeling of where did the day go? I feel like the day just passed me by and I didn't get very much done. It was because I wasn't scheduling. I wasn't planning. I wasn't time blocking. So let's talk about time blocking for a sec, because if we're going to talk about scheduling, how do we schedule? So there are different ways to time block. And I think when it comes to productivity, it's all about what works best for you. I know a lot of people like to do like 20 minutes on, 10 minutes off, that sort of thing, or they will time block out by an hour. I am not very productive with short time blocks. And to me, an hour is a short time block. So what I like to do the best is block out certain days for certain tasks because when I am in a zone, I'm in a zone. I am somebody who would much rather overall work on one thing, just binge working on it, and then be done and then move on to the next instead of working on something a little bit each day. It kind of takes me a while to get in my zone. And then once I'm in my zone, I don't want to get out of it. And I just want to keep going. So ideally, I will have certain days for certain tasks. So certain days just for clients, certain days for podcasts, another day for other content, written content. And for me, that schedule has changed over the years and sometimes I'll switch it up. So what that's looking like for me right now is having Mondays open, me days, no one else. And this allows me to have personal appointments for myself. So this is when I see my other coaches. It's when I will get ahead on content. It's when I will record podcasts. It is when I will write content, work on course content so I can be in my zone. And then Tuesdays and Wednesdays in the morning, giving myself time to get the things I need to get done done. And then afternoons for clients. And this is also when I have healing circles and calls for the channel collective. And then Thursdays are group coaching days. So this is when no BS biz school calls are, grad school calls, the seven figure mastermind, all of those are on Thursdays. And then Friday is kind of a flex day. So right now I have some group coaching calls. It's also when I will do other podcast related things. Like for the new podcast, we can record those days. And when I do more content creation, just kind of whatever's leftover needs to be done. So that's what it looks like right now for me. I remember, man, a year ago I had a different. So I had Thursdays were all things podcasting. Tuesdays, Wednesdays were all clients. Mondays were all blogs and written content. And then Friday was kind of my flex day. So that's just to give you an example. But I'm somebody who wants a full day focused on a topic if I can. Like if I'm going to make a course, I, I want the whole day. I want the whole day open to work on it. And if I can't do that, I need a couple hours. So a block for me feels like four hours. If I only have one hour to work on something, I cannot really get in my zone. 
It takes me longer than that to get into my flow. So I give myself big blocks of time to work. And when I know that certain days have certain themes, I will schedule in tasks for those days ahead of time. So it just keeps it organized. And I know it's generally all on the same topic. And on days like client call days, when I only have, let's say, 15 minutes between sessions, I use that time to rest. If I have an hour, I will use that time to do something quick for me, which might be checking emails, messages, posting to Instagram, anything fast that's not too involved for me. But I don't even try and get in the creative zone in an hour. For me, it just doesn't work. Another thing that really helps me with scheduling is knowing when I am most productive during the day, when I am at my highest energy, when I'm at my lowest energy, and prioritizing tasks accordingly. So knowing all of the tasks I need to get done, and then also knowing when during the day am I most productive and when during the day am I least productive. And the tasks that require the most amount of energy, I will pair with my highest energy times of day and the tasks that are not that energy intensive, I don't need to focus much, I will put at times of day when I'm not on my 150% A game. And it's similar for creative tasks. So I know when I am most creative and I know when I am least creative. So I know that I am most creative when I have what feels like a big block of open space, nothing else to do during the day, which is another reason why I block calls because if I have my whole day free, except I have a call at 2 p.m. or one at 4 p.m., I don't know what it is mentally, but I just feel like it messes up my flow. I am feeling pressure to finish things by that time and it just doesn't make me feel good. So I really try and just push all my calls together. I like to feel like I have a whole day to get creative and work on something. So I know I'm most creative when I feel like I have a big block. So I know I'm never going to do something creative if it's only one to two hour window. And I am most creative in the evenings, late at night, late at night, or in the morning if I wake up really early and I don't have anything for a couple hours. For me to be creative, I need to feel like the rest of the world is asleep. I feel the energy of people very strongly. And so when everybody else is up doing things, it's like I can feel that all around me and I am less productive. So I really like to feel like the rest of the world is asleep. And I'm very creative late at night, which is why I do a lot of things really late and I adjust my schedule accordingly. I can be creative in the morning. It's just harder for me to get in the zone because I am much slower in the morning. And if I wake up and I feel like I have a call in five hours, even just knowing that, I know it might sound weird, but this is just a mental thing for me that I know about myself. If I wake up and I know I have five hours to like get up, get dressed, you know, do whatever my morning thing is, and I have a call then, I feel constricted because I feel like there's only so much time I get to be creative. I think that's why I like nighttime because I feel like, oh, I could just stay up all night if I want to, which isn't ideal, but I'm just explaining how my mind works. The point is I know when I'm creative. In the morning, I can bust something out if I've planned ahead of time. So what I like to do is, let's say I need to record videos, I would rather make all of the content so that it's prepared the evening before when I'm really in my creative mode. And then when I get up, pull my shit together and record. That type of flow works really well for me with content. I know that 
from about three to five, I am not creative at all. I can be productive, but I'm not in a creative zone. So I don't ever try and do anything creative then. And I also know that I do my best coaching later in the day, like anytime afternoon, really, but I would push it as late as I can because I do better coaching later on. So related to this is to work with your chronotype, which if you're not sure what a chronotype is, it is basically how your biological clock manifests. So genetically, some people are early risers. They are morning people. Genetically, some people are nighttime people. And then there are some people who are really built for that kind of nine to five type of schedule. And something that is really helpful for productivity is working with your chronotype instead of against it. Because when you adjust your sleeping hours to times that work with your biological clock instead of just what you've been told, you'll find that you feel more rested, you're more productive during the day, everything just falls into place. And I know this isn't possible for everyone, but if you are an entrepreneur, it is possible for you. And That means giving yourself permission to adjust your schedule to what works for you. I am not a morning person, so I'm not going to do shit in the morning. And I keep my mornings to myself. I need that time if I don't have time in the morning to just like be in my own energy. I am a wreck for the rest of the day. And it's like no matter how early I go to bed, my body always wants to wake up at the same time. And also, no matter how early I wake up, I always fall asleep at the same time, if that makes any sense. Like I have gone through phases where I will try and get to bed at like 8 p.m. And I do. And I just still wake up at like 7 a.m. And then (laughs) I have gone through phases where I wake up at 5 a.m. every day and I still don't go to bed until midnight or later. So I just work with my body instead of against it. And you know, I think all of the research on chronotypes is super interesting. It makes so much sense. And that's one of the blessings of being an entrepreneur. The thing is, not everybody is built for traditional schedules. Not everybody is built to be a morning person. People say, oh, get up. Everybody needs to get up early. And I actually do think that waking up early is helpful because you can get ahead of people. But in general, I think that being rested is the most important thing. And you will find that you are more rested if you work with your chronotype. So going along those lines, the wake up early advice I think, again, it's helpful because it allows you to get ahead of people, which is really, really key for being productive. If you're somebody who has a business where people are communicating with you a lot, I find, but also so that it gives you enough time in the day to have you time, take care of yourself. But if you can push your whole schedule so that you still maybe don't wake up at the crack of dawn, but can still do all of your stuff, if you're a nighttime person, then I think it has the same effect. And so I'll say wake up earlier is good advice, but I think it's relative what earlier is. But I do find that when I can adjust my schedule so I have more time where I am doing my own thing and other people are quiet, so to speak, whether that means they're sleeping or busy doing other things, I get far more done. And especially being on the West Coast, if I wake up at, let's say I woke up at 8 a.m., which I can't. I haven't woken up that late in a long time, but if I woke up at 8 a.m., even at 7 a.m., which is often when I wake up, I have all of these messages, so many things to do, and it can feel like a lot and you can feel pressure to take action on everything, which is where boundaries come in. 
I've gotten much better at my boundaries, so this is less of an issue. But I know when I was not as good at boundaries earlier on in my business, it was really helpful to wake up earlier because I wasn't waking up to everybody on the East Coast needing a million things. I remember being so stressed out like the first year of my business because I would wake up at like 7 a.m. and I would, you know, have my morning. I would meditate. I would work out. I would get dressed. I would make myself breakfast. I'd kind of pull my stuff together. And by the time I was done with all of that, I also usually like to take a walk as well. But by the time I was done with all of that, I mean, the day was like halfway over for everybody on the East Coast. And I felt that pressure because I didn't have very strong boundaries. There are quite a few really good things you could do for yourself to start 2020 off on the right foot. And one of those is drinking more Organifi. Organifi has legit changed my life. I used to think it was all hype because I heard everybody talking about Organifi and obviously I naturally resisted it. And then I started using it and my life has changed. I think we all know I love juices, but I hate juicing. I had to give up juicing because I hated using the juicer. And since using Organifi, it's basically swapped out my juicing needs and I get even more health benefits. Organifi's green juice is something I drink every single morning. I put a scoop into a cup filled halfway with water and halfway with nut milk and it tastes like this minty green shake. It is amazing for a natural energy boost and for supporting detox. It contains two of my favorite superfoods, chlorella and spirulina, which I make sure to get in every single day. Gotta support that pineal gland so my intuition is on point. And it contains nine other superfoods for natural energy, supporting your skin and detoxing the body. We have moringa, ashwagandha for hormonal balance, beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, lemon, and coconut water. It tastes delicious. I feel amazing after I drink it. And if you are looking to optimize your nutrition for intuition, this is a must. And I also want to give a shout out to one of my other favorites, Organifi Pure. This is great for boosting brain function. People ask me all the time how I get so much done. And one of my main hacks for staying productive is making sure my nutrition optimizes my cognition. Pure is great for increasing mental focus. I drink it in the morning when I really need to focus. It tastes like a version of lemonade and you just put a packet into some cold water, mix it up. It has 11 different superfoods in it that help you think sharper, boost your memory, and actually improves the gut-brain axis and helps increase neurogenesis. It's great for the gut and your brain. Some of the main ingredients are neurofactor, lion's mane, aloe vera, ginger root, and apple cider vinegar. These are just two of the products I love from Organifi, but I use pretty much their whole line. I'm obsessed with this company. I have a whole drawer dedicated to Organifi products and I cannot live without them. So if you want to try out Pure Green Juice or any of Organifi's other products, just head to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash CTC. And that code CTC will get you 15% off. And when you place your order, make sure you tag me on Instagram so I can see what products you got. The other thing that's really important is making a to-do list the night before. So I have a plan. So I always, always, always make to-do lists. I have an ongoing task to-do list. I have 
a weekly to-do list. I make that weekly to-do list every Sunday, and then I have a to-do list for each day of the week. And the way I organize everything is every night I sit down and I make my to-do list for the next day. And I will usually look at what got done that day, what needs to be pushed to the next day, what's on the weekly to-do list so that it all fits in. I'll make my list for the next day so that I'm going into the next day with a plan. My brain is clear. I have my plan. I know exactly what's happening the next day so I can organize myself. If I have to adjust any timing, I have that all planned out. So I know what tasks are getting done and also a rough idea of when, when they're getting done. I don't like time block by every hour, but I have all my tasks written out in order of importance and I circle the most important three things that I should get done that day so that I feel very accomplished, even if I don't get to everything on my list. Because as an entrepreneur, there are a gazillion things to do. The to-do list never ends. And I'm okay with not finishing my to-do list. Personally, I think for other people, it's better to limit how many things can go on their list. But the only thing I need to make myself feel successful for that day is to complete those top three things. Like these are the three must do items. And I think it's really important not only to write down the to-do list the night before so you have the plan, but also to prioritize because what I used to do was write down all of the things that I needed to do. And then the next day I would just go after the easiest things. And then what would happen is it would be the end of the day and I didn't get any of the most important things done because I was so busy going after the easier things. And I have seen this with many people and I was there too. It's so easy to get caught up in all of the easier tasks to avoid the most significant ones. So I don't actually always start with the most difficult task. I know a lot of people do that to get it out of the way, but I feel like I need a warm up. So I will do something that is easier, moderate, still needs to get done that day first, and then I'll go for the most important thing. But if you're just doing busy work all the time because you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to get this stuff out of the way so it's done, that's how you get caught in the cycle of feeling like you get nothing done and where did the day go? And that's really common for people who are first starting out as entrepreneurs. And I observe, I observe this quite often of people doing a lot of things, but not really getting anything done, if you know what I mean. I see this all the time. It kind of shocks me how many people do this. It's like they're always busy, but they're never actually doing anything that truly moves the needle. It's like spending eight hours answering emails. That's, that's not moving the needle. So to-do list, scheduling, and not task switching. Put the distractions away when I need to record videos or do other things where I really need to focus. I put my phone on airplane mode. You can put your phone in another room. I also do not have notifications on my phone. I did not realize that that was an uncommon thing until someone told me that. But yeah, I don't have notifications on my phone. I intentionally use applications. I'll talk more about my social media use in a second, but I do not task switch. I do not answer texts in the middle of the day. Sometimes I don't answer texts all day at all. I stay focused on what I'm doing. So if I need to record a podcast, I'm recording a podcast. If I need to write a post, I'm writing a post. I am fully present 
I don't talk to other people when I need to be doing what I need to do. And that is huge for productivity because I swear that you will eat up hours in your day if you answer text messages, emails, check Instagram while you're doing other things. You think it's not that much time. You're like, oh, I'm just going to check this really quickly. It all adds up. It's a lot of time. Trust me. So how I use social media, I think is really important. And this is something that I uh, talk to my clients about a lot. Social media boundaries, so, so crucial. I do not randomly check apps during my day. I do not randomly check apps during my day. And this is how I maintain my sanity. That is all applications. So when I'm on Instagram, I'm on Instagram. Whatever I need to do at that time, I'm doing, and then I'm off. I'm not checking in between. When I am checking my Voxer, I check my Voxer. I have a specific time every day when I will check my Voxer and I'll answer all of my messages and then I'm done. I'm not checking here and there. Same with my texts. If somebody calls me, I don't answer unless it's scheduled. And I know that might seem like I'm being intense, but I don't care. That is me maintaining my boundaries. I run a business. I don't take calls that are not scheduled. I do not answer text messages in the middle of the day when I'm doing other things. Anybody in my life who gets a response from me, whether that is somebody in my personal life or Voxer message from a client, I am answering when I am on the application, not in the middle of other things. So you can apply that to any other application. That is how I use social media. That's how I use any app. I know when I'm going on, I get my things done, and then I'm off and I'm not going back to it until it's my next allotted time. I have allotted time for each thing. I get done when I get done, and then I'm on to the next. If people get upset because I haven't responded in six hours, then they usually need to find other things to be doing. And I'm going to say something right now that might trigger you, but it's because I want to hold you to your highest potential. If you're somebody who is checking social media and text messages all day long, social media, Voxer, texting, whatever it is, all day long, in and out, you are not embodying someone who is running a successful business as an entrepreneur with personal boundaries. And I'm saying that because this is something that really helped me manifest the business I wanted as well. Because when I was struggling in my business, I was caught up in text messages and answering messages all day long, DMs and emails. And I thought it was fine. And I felt like, oh, I have the time to do this. I didn't realize that it was impacting me. But energetically, I was not embodying someone who had enough things to do in their business because it was running, right? When you have a business with, let's say, a full schedule of clients or a really busy, I don't know, developing your product or creating your program, you don't have time to be monitoring social media all day long. Or you've hit the point where you actually do have the time, but you have such a successful business, you know you don't need to do that. And you also have a good work-life balance. So you are efficient with your social media use and you are not on there more than you need to be. It's so interesting because the more successful my business has become, the less I am on social media. And I also see this in the very successful entrepreneurs around me who are actually often on social media less than 
people who don't even use social media for their jobs, which is very interesting. So it's all about efficiency. So if you're checking your Instagram app like 20 different times during the day, this is probably affecting you in more ways than you realize. And the topic for today is productivity, creating more time. So it's all about efficiency and you're not getting any more done by being on that app more times than you need to be. It is much faster to have a set time block to check your messages on different platforms, to check your emails, knock them all out at once, be done, and then next day you can do it again. Now, along with that, and this is really funny because I'm I'm sure if you're listening to this and you've messaged me in any way, you might even notice this. I don't, like if I'm on my phone, I'm not just using all the apps on my phone. It's like, I will get on my phone and answer Voxer, but I don't look at my text messages. Or I will get on my phone and I will post to Instagram stories, but I don't check anything else. I am very intentional. I block everything out. And it's just funny because sometimes I'll have a friend who will Voxer me and also message me on Instagram. And I will answer their Instagram. And they're like, hey, did you see my Voxer? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, you were on your phone. And I'm like, so? <laughs> I wasn't in my Voxer. I... I time block everything. And so if it wasn't my Voxer time, I'm not on my Voxer. And I'm pointing this out because I know so many people, when they open up their phone for anything, have the urge to check everything. It's really inefficient. So this goes back to don't task switch. Be efficient and intentional with your social media time. I like to have one time in the morning and one time in the evening, or maybe it looks different, but one to two times a day when I'm checking things and I know that's when I'll check and I don't need to check in between so I can be really present on the other tasks that I have to complete. Another aspect of this is I don't answer other people first thing, especially with emails. Oh my gosh, no emails before the afternoon and I don't check really anything where somebody else could try and give me a to-do item until I have gotten things done that I want to do. Because messages from other people, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before, but emails are just another person's to-do list. I don't know who first said that, but it's true. Emails, just other messages from other people in general. If I open up any messages from other people first thing, now it's like, wow, I have you know 20 other things I need to get done in addition to what I wanted to do today. And I'm the kind of person where once I see it, I want to take action on it. And because that's the case, if I open up the email, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get this done. And oh, then I might as well do this. And suddenly five hours has passed and I have spent five hours completing tasks on someone else's to-do list instead of my own. And then I start to get frustrated and I feel like I lost time. And it was just me not upholding my boundaries. So I always do things that I want to do first things on my to-do list first, and I do not answer other people or check messages from other people until I've gotten done what I want to get done for the day. Okay, the next thing I do to save time, so this is multitasking but nuanced. It might seem contradictory. So I used to multitask like everything, and I got a lot done, but it was also actually more inefficient, and now I am really, really strict about doing one thing at a time, except I will multitask on things that use different senses and I will multitask when it is one thing that is more personal and one that is more educational. So when I am 
completing a task for work. I'm very, very strict about doing one thing only at a time and not trying to multitask because what used to happen was I would try and multitask everything and I would never be present for anything. I would be listening to podcasts, taking courses, trying to edit things while I'm writing something. And then I just had to redo it all over again. So it was really inefficient. So I actually get things done much more quickly when I am really focused, present. I focus on one thing, complete it, and then on to the next rather than trying to do multiple things at once. But where I do multitask is when I'm doing something that's a little bit more personal. Like let's say I am cooking or doing laundry, folding laundry, cleaning something, or going on a walk. That's when I will maybe listen to a podcast or listen to a course I'm taking because I'm pretty much always taking some type of course. So that's when I will multitask to get different things done. Or if I have to take a call and it's a call that I don't need to be on my computer for, I will always go on a walk at the same time or do something else. But I definitely was going overboard with multitasking for a while and then I just had to redo everything. So I think I've found my, my balance. Okay, the next thing I do to save time is automate everything I can. So automating scheduling was a life changer. Just switching from manual to using a scheduling link, having automatic responses to emails, autoresponders for certain things, automating just pretty much everything, everything with my website, with freebies. If I did something once and it was going to have to be done again, I would set up a system with sending out contracts or intake forms, even processes to create courses. I would just automate everything that I could and just create systems. Systems in business save a lot of time. And along with this is outsourcing what you can. So I'm a big fan of outsourcing. Obviously, I have more leeway with this now when I first started. Not as much, but I still realized if I do not have to do something I think especially when you're first starting, getting a VA is really, really valuable. And for me, anything that I do not have to be doing, I will outsource because I need to save my energy for tasks that need to be me. And as things are completed and we set up systems, I have people on my team make SOPs so it's easy for everybody to be on the same page. If somebody else joins the team, they can watch that. Everything is just very automated and we create systems that we can repeat and that's how you get more done. It is really worth it to take more time at the beginning of anything, of starting anything, to set up certain systems so that you can just rinse and repeat. In the long run, it will go much more quickly. Related to that, boundaries. Having clear boundaries and sticking to them is key. When you work, when you don't, when you answer messages when you do not, what you will and won't do. Know this for yourself and communicate clearly to other people. This is when I answer emails. This is when I am available for calls. This is when I will blah, blah, blah. You get to decide your boundaries and you get to stick with them. So I will stick to my boundaries, right? If all of my clients are signing a contract that says that I will not respond on weekends, then they know that if they message me on a weekend, they will not get a response. 
until the following week. For me, the big one has been with calls and setting boundaries with calls. And I know when I first started my business, I almost felt bullied by other people. That was just, I mean, that was my own shit, you know, like not being firm in my boundaries. But I remember feeling like, you know, I would say, hey, this is when I could do calls. And people would just be like, well, no, it has to be this time. And I would get really resentful. And that was just me not being strong on my boundaries. And so now I'm like, look, this is when I'm available. And I set those times so that I'm able to show up 100% fully present. And if you want to do this, this is when we do it. And if that doesn't work for you, then we don't have to do it. This is really common actually with podcast recordings. I think this is like one of the main things that was so frustrating for me. I don't do as many interviews anymore. I'm really picky about that. But when I first started my show, I mean, the first couple of years, I had a ton of interviews. I mean, I've interviewed hundreds of people and when I was recording interviews, I'd always try and keep them to certain days and times. And I always felt like everybody was like, I can't do that. This is when I can do. And I found myself not upholding my boundaries and just working with everybody else's schedule. And then I started to feel resentful. I felt my whole schedule was messed up. I wasn't respecting my own time. So of course, nobody else was going to respect mine. So I had to start being really firm. And it got to a point where I was just like, this is when I record. If you want to be on my podcast, this is it. And if you can't make it work, then no worries, not the right fit. And that's it. If other people get to be firm and when they can take calls and record podcasts, then of course I can too. So that realization was really, really helpful for me, but I can't emphasize boundaries enough. And this is also with, you know, length of calls and not letting people go over when the allotted time was meant to be, or even with things in my personal life. I will be very clear. I'll be like, hey, I need to be in bed by this time. So I just need you to be gone by this time. I will straight up say that to my friends and all of them are totally on board. (laughs) Most Most people are the same. And I am totally cool if they say that to me too. And people totally respect those boundaries because I respect theirs. So I'm just very clear where my time is limited. And... I just say, hey, I got to be off by this time so everyone knows ahead of time. And I will also say the people who I feel like try and cross my boundaries, I'm usually much stricter with. (laughs) I'm just saying. But even with, you know, messages, if somebody sends me a five paragraph message, I'm not going to respond. Or if I have a client who also has my phone number, which not many do anymore, but If they know they're supposed to message me in Voxer or send me an email and they text me, I literally just won't respond. And then they get the hint and they will go message me in the proper place for work-related things because I do not put work-related things in my texting application. That's something that for me is really important. I'm very strict with that. I do not like work-related things in my text messages. These are just examples of little things that are important for me so that I can maintain my sanity, that I can show up fully for everyone, including myself. And when I have boundaries, when I have systems, it ensures that I get everything done because where I don't have boundaries is where I don't have control over my time. That's when I would feel overwhelmed and like I didn't know where the day went. So I'm very clear with my boundaries. I stick to them. I make everyone schedule everything. And most people in my life are really used to the boundaries that I set. I mean, sometimes I don't even check my texts for a week. I just literally don't even open it because I don't have the emotional space. And that's something that's really interesting because when I first entered this space and 
worked with for various people with really large platforms and really successful businesses. I always thought it was so weird how they would never respond to their texts. Like they would just have hundreds of unread texts, never respond. And I always thought that was so weird. And now I'm like, I, I get it. I, I can't. <laughs> There's just so many messages to get to that I allot my time and try and get through as many as possible. But if I spent all day answering everything, I would never get anything done. And I used to fall into that trap when I was first building my business where it's like I would get in a messaging back and forth situation with people, which is why now I try and answer at times when they're not there. And then when it's this messaging back and forth, now it's like, wow, I just spent 30 minutes messaging back and forth with you when I was supposed to be doing that and things don't get done. And it's important to remember that when you have a lot of tasks to do, like other people, they don't they don't know everything that's on your to-do list, right? So it's your job to have your own boundaries and stick to that and stick to what you need to do. It's not everybody else's job to be a mind reader and realize, oh, I shouldn't message you at this time. They don't know, right? <laughs> like it's your job. It's our job to set to uphold to maintain our own boundaries. Okay, the next thing is resting. And building in rest time. I cannot be productive if I do not have the energy to be productive. I need both physical rest and mental rest. I need to have time for my work brain, my thinking brain, my creative brain to turn off so that it can power up and I can recharge like a battery. So when I rest, I full out rest. I veg, I relax. I'm not thinking about anything else. I have very much like all or none energy. If I'm doing something, I'm full out doing it, which includes resting. If I'm resting, I'm full out resting. So if I am taking a day off, if I'm taking an hour off, I am not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about what I have to get done. What I have to get done in that moment is be present and enjoy and rest. And for so long, I would think I was getting rest and I wasn't really because what was happening was I would like take a day off or take a few hours off, but I'd still be thinking about all the things I had to get done. I'd still be planning and I felt like, oh, well, I'm watching TV, but energetically, emotionally, I wasn't fully off. So I wasn't actually getting the rest and rejuvenation I needed. So for me, if I am taking a day and I'm having a lazy day and I'm watching TV, but I'm also kind of doing work, it's not rest. To me, it's not rest. It's like half resting, half not. So it's not fully rest. It's like somebody trying to do a HIIT workout and during the rest interval, they are doing a light jog. Like, no, you need to stop. So I full out rest. I give myself rest time. This is why I like to have weeks. If you've noticed, some of you might've noticed, I will have straight up entire weeks where I am off Instagram, off technology, off work. I'm just completely resting. I'd rather go all out, get off all tech, get off all social media, whatever it is, really, really rest than do it halfway. Like if I'm on a vacation, but I still have to do some work, even if it's just a little bit, I still don't count that as full rest because my brain is still on. And one of the most important things I've ever done to enhance my productivity has been forcing myself to rest. So having a time where I turn off, having a time every day where I'm not thinking about anything, where I'm not working. I found that 
when I am more intentional about rest, I am much more productive and efficient when I am working. So I like to make sure that I have a major rest period each week, typically sometime on a weekend, usually in the evening time. I will have some type of rest interval during the day. I also count this as my morning. I like my morning to just be me time, connection time, and or later in the evening. And I have big rest intervals at least once a quarter. So I kind of schedule out my launches, my programs according to that, that type of wave of working and then resting. Okay, next up, I want to talk about taking care of my health because the way I treat my physical body has a huge impact on my productivity. And I'm not going to go too in depth here, but there are some key things. So making sure I get out and take a walk in nature every day is huge. Working out about four times a week is another key for me. When I am less active, I am also less productive and more efficient when I've gotten movement in. I also make sure to wear my blue blockers when I don't wear my blue blockers. I use blue blocks, obviously. (laughs) I have the Sleep Plus lenses and the blue light lenses for daytime. When I don't wear them, I notice my productivity goes down. My eyes hurt. I have a headache. I'm just slower. So those are huge as well. Getting enough sleep, obviously, and hacking my sleep. So we have the red lights in the house now, which are so great. Having all of the lights turn red in the house when the sun goes down, which has been a game changer for my sleep. Mouth taping is super helpful using a grounding mat. So I have a grounding mat for the bed when I'm sleeping. All of that to really enhance my my sleep is huge because if I get shitty sleep, I am not very productive. And even in the way I wake up, like if I wake up to a blaring alarm, it's it's, it's just not, not going to be a great day. So movement, sleep, of course, what I consume. So making sure that I stay plenty hydrated, that I get all of my electrolytes. I'm big on electrolytes. They really help me personally. I drink my Organifi drinks like all day long, lots of natural energy throughout the day, lots of superfoods. I love my Four Sigmatic. I love all of the functional mushrooms, King Coffee. It is amazing as my favorite coffee and doesn't give me any jitters, but it makes me really productive and focused. I like to add some lion's mane and then Organifi green juice, red juice for some more energy during the day. I also love pure, just depending on what I'm feeling. And I eat a whole foods-based diet. So I don't eat junk food. I definitely am less productive if I am eating lots of sugar. Don't eat any gluten or dairy. I think by this point, you guys know basically what I eat. I eat a very clean diet. I eat for productivity. I don't let myself be hungry. If I'm hungry, I'm not very productive. So I don't do the thing where I just forget to eat all day. I'm not going to be that productive. I make sure I'm fueling myself properly, staying hydrated. I also love Beekeepers Naturals products. Their Bee Elixir is great for productivity. Other supplements that I love, Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil really helps me be productive. It helps me in the evening really wind down and then during the day just evens me out so I can really be focused. AHCC, I know it's, it's for the immune system, but I don't know what it is. I just feel like it makes me so much more productive and nootropics. I love nootropics, obviously coffee, but I love the company formula. I've been using those for a bit and I've tried a lot of nootropics and those are by far my favorite. I use the caffeine-free ones. I feel like they really help me tap in creatively. And you know, I'm just all about all of the 
the brain hacks. I'm very interested in optimizing my cognition. So all of that biohacky brain stuff I am very into, and it really helps me stay productive. And I think this goes without saying, but in case you're new here, I don't drink any alcohol and I definitely don't do any drugs. <laughs> um, I also don't use any type of plant medicine either. I'm not against it. I just personally don't use it. And when it comes to like marijuana, I mean, it's not something I've ever used regularly. And when I have, I just the next day, like <laughs> even if it's not that much, I just don't feel on my A game. I'm on my A game when I'm fully me. I am super tapped in. I have so much energy. I feel like I'm like floating out of my body. Sometimes I, I can be so productive and I don't know what it is, but I mean, full spectrum hemp oil works amazingly well for me, but weed isn't really my thing. It hasn't ever been. So I don't do any of that. And alcohol definitely is a hard no. I always say, I mean, I've talked to a lot of friends about this, but if you haven't listened to my podcast from a long time ago with James Swanwick, he talks about this in depth. I just feel like not drinking is one of the most powerful ways to be more productive, efficient, and make more money. I think that what makes people's bodies feel the best is going to be unique, right? So I eat in a way feel my body in a way, treat my body in a way that makes me feel my best, which might be different than what makes somebody else feel their best because I need to always be on my A game. I can't afford a day where I'm not on my A game. Like I want to feel really good and clear and productive every single day and how I feel my body, everything that I eat and drink, put in my body is for a purpose because I know what makes me feel good. And I've been in positions before many times where I, you know, fuel my body in a way that makes it so the next day I don't feel that good. And I spend like five hours in the morning trying to pull my shit together. And I just don't like that. And even when it comes to exercise, I have noticed that if I wake up in the morning and I do a hard workout, I'm not that productive the rest of the day. My body feels better with exercise that is gentler, low impact. And if I go too hard, my brain just isn't even working as well, which I actually know for a lot of people, they feel the total opposite. So it's just about finding what works for you. But taking care of my health is key. It's one of the the biggest things for my productivity. All right. I want to wrap up with some of the more woo things, which in fact might be some of the most important. So the least woo on the scale would be meditation. You know, I don't really do traditional meditation very often, but I consider my channeling to be meditation. So taking time every day to be in connection for me, to talk to my guys, to tap in, to clear my head from doing anything is so, so key. Taking an extra 10 minutes a day, five minutes to just focus on your breath, to calm down, to clear your brain to connect with their guides, whatever it is, I find is so, so helpful for creating more time and space in the day. Now in that time, that's also where I am, or if it's not in that time when I'm on a walk, anytime really, I am using that time to connect and tap into my intuition. I will sometimes open my Akashic Records. I will talk to my guides and I am getting intuitive guidance for myself to see how do I make things go faster? How can I be more productive today? What can I tweak in my business with my schedule? 
I let my guides lead me. My guides will often tell me things that I can adjust, things to let go of, things to focus on. And I follow that. And it's very much a shortcut to get where I want to go. Using your psychic gifts has a lot of perks. Just going to say, it's like a cheat sheet. And sometimes I am tapping into what I can do very tangibly that day. Other times it is so that I can get steps that are supporting anything I'm manifesting in. So I use a lot of manifestation to call in what I want. So things just flow to me and it's less effort. Brain rewiring has been huge for this. Visualizations. I do a lot to work with my brain and energy and a lot to optimize my energy body, shift my subconscious beliefs so that I am automatically attracting what I want into my life, which means things come in much more easily, things flow in, and this saves me a lot of time and effort. And it gives me the shortcuts, it gives me the cheat sheets. Taking time to tap into my intuition, to shift my energy, to manifest. This is huge for my productivity. And I also get a lot of things done a lot more quickly when I'm channeling it, right? So a lot of things that I create, like different courses, I can knock things out pretty quickly. It's because I can channel an outline of full course. I mean, I wrote, I mean, I wrote a whole book in what, four days. I channel a lot of things so it comes through much more quickly. Manifestation saves you a lot of time. Tapping in intuitively, getting intuitive guidance saves a lot of time and co-creating with the universe, with my guides, asking for support. I ask for support. I ask for help in the physical realm, in the three-dimensional physical realm when I outsource and from people who support me on my team. But I also ask for help in the angelic realm and from my guides. And they will often just really, really come in clutch for me. So I will actually ask for more time. And I do this pretty often. And especially now when people are experiencing so many glitches in the matrix, try this out. I will sometimes if I wake up way too late or I'm running late, I will say to my guides, please give me more time. And then I'll go do something and I come back and the time on the clock is the exact same. I am notoriously late when I have to drive places. So I will often ask for more time and I will experience time stretching, which is pretty cool. So I expand time in a number of ways. I would encourage you to just ask, try it out, ask your guides, be like, hey, can I have more time today? How can you help me out? And sometimes for me, that happens with like actual glitches in the matrix where it's the same time on the clock and I've been doing a million things. But also sometimes that happens for me where people will cancel on me. This <laughs> this is really funny. And people who work for me will always laugh at this because I will wake up and I'll be like, I need three extra hours in the day today. And then we'll get like three emails from people saying, oh, this came up. I have to cancel. And I'm like, okay. So <laughs> you never know how the time will be delivered to you. But on a personal development level, the brain rewiring, the manifestation, using intuition, huge game changers, huge hacks, life hacks in general, productivity hacks, getting shit done hacks. If you are not using your intuition, if you're not manifesting, I mean, you're just missing out on efficiency and productivity. So before I wrap up, I do want to actually mention two other things. One is creating 
space in my schedule to spend time with people who rejuvenate me. This goes along with the rest time, but it's really, really important. Even when I feel like I do not have time to do this, that I take time to at least get on the phone with, but ideally, you know, spend some time with a friend who really rejuvenates me. And I'm very particular about who I spend my time with, because if somebody drains my energy, it's not their fault, but well, maybe it is. (laughs) But if anyone drains my energy, even if I still love them, I will not use my free time to be in their energy. I only spend time doing things that rejuvenate me. And even when I feel like I do not have time for this, like logically, I don't have time for it. If I give myself four hours to be with a friend who really fills my cup, I come back so much more productive, so much more efficient. And it's really, really worth it. You got to slow down to speed up sometimes. And the other thing, the last thing I want to mention is getting over perfectionism and limiting my time on things. So giving myself a certain amount of time, giving myself a deadline has to be done by this time and getting over the perfectionism. Because here's the thing about entrepreneurship. You're always going to feel like more changes could be made. You're always going to feel like something could be better. And I used to waste so much time trying to make everything perfect and doing revision after revision. And at a certain point, it's not worth it. I give everything the best I have. I obviously review things, but I used to be an extreme perfectionist and it was really, really holding me back with my productivity. And I've learned that when I feel like it's not good enough, it's typically 150%. But I found that I found that having deadlines for myself really forces me to do my best in a certain period of time because whatever the task is, I will make it expand to the amount of time I give myself. So if I give myself a full day to to record a video, somehow it will take me all day. Somehow it'll take me all day to outline it or put together the worksheet. It will somehow take me all day. And then I'll be like, wow, it just took me all day to do one thing. But if I say I have an hour to do this, it takes me an hour. So setting deadlines for myself has been huge and has sort of forced me to not get caught up in the perfectionism. I have found that perfectionism is often just a form of self-sabotage. So lots of information in here. I hope this was helpful. And if you have questions, more questions about anything I mentioned, just let me know. I love talking about this kind of stuff. I love talking about productivity and time hacks. There is so much to say. If this was helpful for you, take a screenshot, share it on social media and tag me so I can see. Means the world. Love when you share the episodes. Also, don't forget to join the free private forum that is not on social media. The link for that is in my Instagram bio. And if you go to christinathechannel.com slash membership, you can find the link to sign up for the free forum there to connect with other people in the community. Thanks again for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you next episode.